are thankful. Here's one thing that we could say about all of these things that have happened is that God has been faithful to us. He has been faithful throughout the generations. He's been faithful to you. Has he been faithful to you? If you don't know if he's been faithful, just pinch yourself and just grab just because so you because you are here today because of the faithfulness of God. And we celebrate the faithfulness of God because he's faithful even when we're not faithful. Amen? And so we celebrate that today. I'm, I'm thankful that we're here. I'm thankful that we can, we can worship God freely. I'm thankful that we can stand here in this place. I mean, who, who, who knew? That, Vanessa and I talk about this all the time. Who knew that we were at Christ for the Nations so many years ago? Um, the fact that we, you know, I, when I asked Vanessa, when I asked Vanessa, I said, hey, will you, will you go out with me? And she was like, I'm flattered, but no. Uh, who, who knew that we would get married and, and come here and start working in the church? And who knew that we would be the senior pastors? And, and it, just, it was a yes to the yes that Pastor Terry and Susan said so many years ago. Now, um, last week was my actual, um, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, was my actual two-year anniversary of being the senior pastor here at the church. And I was thinking about this fact. Um, when, um, when Pastor Terry uh, <laughs> made the phone call and told me, he goes, hey, you're the next senior pastor. I was thinking about the fact, it's like, man, I don't necessarily know, God, what, you know, what are you doing? And then Pastor Terry said this. He goes, I was going through some of my things the other day, and I found a letter that I wrote to the church when I became senior pastor, when I became the pastor of the church. And here's a letter that he gave me that is, is marked December 1986. And I thought I'd read some of it to you today, and then I'm going to read another letter that Paul sent to the church so many years ago that's similar. Here's what it says. This is Terry's letter to the church, Sojourn, getting ready to start. In March 1983, we began meeting in our home to praise and worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our purpose then, as it is today, is to glorify and exalt Jesus. Never did we anticipate that God was leading us into starting a church and a full-time ministry because we are all called to full-time ministry. And the fact that we're called to love and serve Jesus and one another, but God's ways are not our ways, and he definitely works in mysterious ways using the weak and feeble to do his will and his work. God has worked tremendously in my life and Susan's life during these past few years. Having the responsibility of a weekly meeting in our home Hearing all the complaints and dealing with various people has forced me into prayer and study of the word. <laughs> I love that. You didn't just say, I just fell in. It, just for, it forced him into prayer and the word. Um, y'all are laughing, uh, but nothing has changed. <clears throat> you take that however you want to take it. Um, then he says, I truly want to see people saved, set free, delivered, filled with the spirit, Broken hearts healed, physically healed, and relationships restored. As I look back, I see the Father was changing my heart and giving me a pastor's heart. Along with the changing my heart, he changed Susan's. And God supernaturally began to join some of the men and women together that want to do God's will and have used us in the kingdom for his glory. Even though some of us have been friends for years, God has deepened our love for one another and truly knit our hearts together so we can serve the Father effectively. When we would talk privately, the heart cry of the group was always the same, wanting to help each other and the people 
who were coming on Wednesday nights to be the whole church and to know Christ Jesus. At the same time, since we were scattered and attending various churches throughout the Metroplex, we knew that God wanted more. And I want to tell you this morning that God still wants more for you. you believe that? He wants more for you. So we thought maybe we should stop meeting. Maybe we should stop meeting and, and really get involved in some of the other outstanding ministries in the area. But God would not allow us to do that. We shared with ministers and laymen about our situation, but there was no clear-cut direction except we knew that the Father was tugging on my heart and the hearts of others to fully line up with his word. And his will was for us to spring, in the spring of 1986, we really got serious about seeking God's will. As soon as we got serious about hearing from God about our situation, we knew that the Father already had a church for us, started nearly 2,000 years before, and that a branch of that church was meeting in my home in North Dallas, and that he wanted me to be the pastor. Since that time, I have felt like a woman who unexpectedly found out she was pregnant for the first time. First came the reality that the church was already started and I was a pastor. I prayed and truly sought God to be sure I was hearing correctly. Emotions ran up and down and the spectrum as a reality sank in. Then came the period of the morning sickness. Me, a pastor, full time, no more business. What to do with my business affairs? No education, no training. What would people think? Then the mercy and compassion of the Lord began to comfort me. And I knew that my father had called me. Then came the time of growth in me and others around me to bring us fully in line with what he wanted and what he started. Now the pregnancy is about over. And I begin to realize all the things that are needed to actually begin meeting, not just on Wednesday night, but Sunday also, and needing a place to minister to the whole family. But as in with the pregnancy, in the fullness of time, the child will be born. As I began to share with people about starting a church, everybody in the spiritual wanted to know what the vision is. What's the vision of the church? And at first I replied, I didn't know and wasn't sure. But here's what he said. He wants a place where we glorify Jesus, worship the Father by the Holy Spirit, and do what he's called us to do in his word, to love one another and minister the life of Jesus and be the church. I'm not going to read all the letter because some of it's for me. But after I read that, even before that, Pastor Terry uh, said to me, he goes, Chris, I feel like the Lord is saying you need to come up with a phrase that you say to the church, say to the people, every time you see them, every time you get together, that you say to them, just a phrase. I go, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, just, you know, sometimes when these guys, they get up, they say something, they got, there's a phrase. I believe the Lord has one for you. I was thinking to myself, what, what is that? Like, like on Johnny Carson, you remember, they were like, here's Johnny. You remember that? Remember that back in the day? Like, what do I, what do I do? And so um, I told Vanessa, and Vanessa goes, I think that's a good idea. And so I prayed about it, and I heard the words go out, and you hear me say it all the time, be the church to the unchurched. That's, that's, what, that's what I believe that I say that to you over and over again. I'm not just saying it just to be saying it. I believe that God has called us to go out and be his church to those that don't know him. 
If you think for a minute that God has just called us to come and meet in a building, you got another thing coming. This is not that church. We do meet. We want you to come and be empowered, and we want you to be equipped to go out and be the church. But you we go outside the four walls of this building. I want it to be said of us that the church has left the building. The church has gone out. Where are they? Where they're out doing and being the church to others that are around us. And so I began saying that. And, um, and then when I read that letter, when he said two times in this letter, the whole letter, there's one in the middle and one at the end, God has called us to go out and be the church. And that's what he's called us to do. Amen? Amen. About 10 minutes left, and I want to share something with you. I want to read another letter. I'm going to break into this letter of, of Paul as he wrote, if you have your Bibles, and it'll be on the screens because I don't have a whole lot of time left. But um, he... He said to us in this, in this letter, uh, it's in Romans 8, and we're actually going to break in because Pastor Terry, if you want to turn there, Pastor Terry, in that letter that I just read, was talking about the coming of the church and, the, and him, him starting the church and it being like a woman being pregnant and being pregnant with um, and the emotions that run high and the emotions that go with being in church. Um, and so uh, I remember the time when Vanessa was first pregnant and I was had this first service. Vanessa has impeccable timing. How she told me that she was pregnant was, we were we were you know we were actually in New Hampshire visiting her mom, and um, she didn't say, "Honey, I got some great news. We're pregnant." Her impeccable timing. She just showed me the test, and uh, just put it right in my face. I was like, "What is that?" You know. And so she was just like, "I'm pregnant," and I was just like, "I was like, oh my gosh, you're pregnant," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're pregnant. We're gonna have a baby." Oh, my gosh, we're going to have a baby. I, I, when Terry, Pastor Terry was saying, I was like, we're going to have a baby. We're going we're gonna to have a baby. I knew nothing. I know nothing about, you know, men are clueless sometimes. We don't know anything about. <laughs> Some of you women are shaking your head. Yes, I know. And so that's the way it was with, with us. I had no, but, but then as you, as you, just as Pastor Terry said in the letter, uh, I began to see that same thing happened to us where I was like, we're going to have a baby. And the way I kept saying the same thing, but the tone changed. But we're going to have a baby. And then I'm like, you know what, we're, we're going to have a baby. Once I realized that, that it was meant to be and that God had purposed it, I said it again, like, we're going to have us a baby. And then all of a sudden it came out, and I'm like, hey, man, everybody, we're going to have a baby. <laughs> so it changes, and you're laughing, but God has put promise and purpose on the inside of you. And in the beginning, when he put it in you, he never in, intended for it to just stay on the inside, but he's birthing purpose on the inside of you because that purpose is to be birthed out on the outside so that he could fulfill his will and his promises that he has put on the inside of you to those that are around us. And so, yes, it, it changes from time to time. And so what do you do when you get ready to have a baby? You prepare. So that's what I want to tell you. You prepare. How do you prepare for the promise that God has put on the inside of you? There's purpose there. How do you prepare for that? Just like a baby does. Uh, a woman who knows that she's pregnant, she starts taking vitamins. Um, there's cravings. Um, Vanessa reminded me that she goes, because I said first service that it was pimento cheese and uh, grape jelly. She goes, that was not me. That was your mother. I go, yes, that's true. I just had that mixed up. Mixed up. Vanessa craved vegetables. You know, she just, she, she was like, I craved, she did. She craved, she craved vegetables. It was me that was craving all the other stuff. You know, because... <laughs> really hurts my feelings when you laugh at me like that. She, she was the one pregnant, but I was the one eating like I was pregnant, you know. 
of just like, I got to help you. You can't eat alone. You know, you got to, I got to help you. I, I got purpose on the inside of me too, you know, for this purpose was this belly manifests to destroy my six pack. Anyway, so there's so many things that God, that God, that, anyway, so we, we begin to prepare. And so I want to ask you this morning with the little time I have left, what are you doing to prepare for the promise that God has put on the inside of you? What are you doing to prepare for the purpose that God has put? You know, it, when you find out that you're pregnant, you can't do the same things that you used to do. You can't think the same way that you used to. But that's what we, we begin to, to, to try to babyfy the house, you know, where I could sling a, a bottle of Havilland oil on the bottom shelf. I couldn't do that anymore. Where I could, I, I, you know, the guns that we had or whatever, we put them on the, you know, on the top of the shelf. She's like, nope, you got, you got, we got to baby-proof the house. You cannot, and I want to tell you, you cannot think the same way that you thought in 2020 and 2021 going in with the purpose that God has put on the inside of you you got to change the way that you think. Oh, that's another word for that means to repent. you got to change the way that you think so that you can walk in the purposes of God in your life. How are you preparing? What are the cravings? Are you craving the things of this world? Are you craving the things of God? What are, what are the cravings that are on the inside of you? How are you preparing for that? Are you in the word? Someone's like, well, do I got to gotta read? Do I got to pray? Do I got to worship? Um, you get to because I don't know anybody that... He grows as a believer without being in his word. I don't know anybody that grows without worship and prayer. I don't know. How, are you want the baby, the purpose that's going on inside of you? It's growing. It's growing. How are you feeding it? How are you feeding that, the, the dream? Some of you have had some prophetic words that have been spoken over you that hadn't happened yet. How are you feeding that? Are you feeding it with the pleasures of this life? Or are you feeding it the word? Are you praying over it? Are you saying, you got to prepare for the thing that God has put on the inside of you. Amen? So Vanessa and I went to Lamar's class. She's like, we're going to go to Lamar's class. What is that? What is Lamar's class? What is that? I don't know what Lamar's is. She goes, it's about breathing. And so she said, I said, well, do I got to go? I'm working two jobs. Do I need to go to Lamar's class? She goes, we are going to Lamar's class. I said, okay, we're going to, we are going to Lamar's class. We're going. And so we did. We went. And um, she said, I found us a spirit-filled um, Christian Lamaze class, a group that we're going into. And I, the first thing I thought to myself was, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> This is going to be crazy. You got some spirit-filled people there learning how to breathe, you know what I'm saying, doing some pain that's going on. And so the lady comes out, and she said, we're going to show you all a video, and we're going to show you a video of how to breathe during pregnancy, during your delivery. And so we, she puts on, and it was, a, you know, the VHS cassette tape. She, you know, and so she puts it in, and all of a sudden we're watching this, all in a circle, spirit-filled people, all in a circle watching this. And all of a sudden we're looking, and it, and it shows this lady in this delivery room, and there are people all around her bed and they are they are all around her bed she's getting ready to give 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 birth and they push play and all of a sudden worship music comes on worship music comes on and the voice called Ron Cannoli you remember everybody remember Ron Cannoli came on Ron Cannoli came on and said righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost that's the kingdom of God don't you want to be a part of the kingdom don't you want to be a part of the kingdom don't you want to be a part of the kingdom come on everybody you know I'm telling you and they were all started swaying around her bed and they were giving God the glory and the honor and me and Vanessa looking at each other and everybody else got smiles on their faces but then all of a sudden that first contraction hit and that woman changed her tone 
She went from come on everybody to everybody out right now. She was like, you, talking to her husband, you did this to me. Ah, I can't believe you. Get this baby out of me right now. It's painful. It's hurt. Oh, get everybody out. I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. What just happened? Everything changed. She went from loving everybody to like demons. I was like, what in the world? Is there a spawn of stuff? What is going on in there? But the problem is, is you're laughing, but the truth is, is that, that there was a pain that hit. You can worship. Now, you're laughing, but the truth is some of you have been worshiping, but all of a sudden trouble hit your life. All of a sudden COVID hit your life or, or, or mandates or all these other things hit your life, and it was disturbing. And all of a sudden, instead of praise, we've turned to complaining and we've turned to grumbling and turning. And God's like, that's not the purpose that I put the promise on the inside of you for. And so it's all right to have pain because the pain prepares you for the purpose. And some of you are in pain right now. I'm not talking about physical pain. Some of you may be in physical pain. But some of you are in emotional pain. Some of you are in in turmoil in your life and there's struggles that are going on in your life. And God wants you to know that does not negate the purpose that he put on the inside of you. You have been in, overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God have put something on the inside of you. That dream, that, that prophetic word, that, that, that idea, that business idea, that, that relationship. Some of you had given up on some of the things. God said, that doesn't negate the promise that I put on the inside of you. Why is that? Because he says, I'm a God that watches over my word to perform it. I am not a God that I should lie. I am not a man that I should lie. I do what I say I'm going to do. As the snow falls and the rain falls, and my, so my word goes out, it gives so, a word, seed to the sower and, and gives bread to the eater, so my word goes out and accomplishes everything that I set out for it to accomplish. What God has said over you, he will fulfill. What he has promised you, he will do. Oh, they had the baby. And I'm sure after the baby came, you know, because they turned it off. Everybody's like, turn it off, turn it off. They scared all the men in there. It's like, I started looking at Vanessa crazy. I was like, mm, you know what I'm saying? But the truth of the matter is, is that we've had all our children. And, and there was all, every point when the, when the baby came, when the baby came, they forgot about, they forgot about the pain and said, give me, give, me, give, me my, give me my baby. Put that baby in my arms. All of a sudden, I remember her holding Ainsley for the first time and then all the other kids for the first time. And, and, and we were just like, look at that baby. Not realizing that all that pain that you had gone through was well worth it. It was well worth it. Because God says, hey, it's going to be worth it in the end. So stay with me. Stay with me. I know you've had, we've had some things happen in, in, in 35 years. I love it when Pastor Terry says, if y'all want to look and see the faithfulness of God, look at Sojourn Church, man. We have been through some things. We've seen some things. But I believe that I hear the Holy Spirit saying today that he is not done yet with Sojourn Church. And he is not done yet with your life. What I have said I would do in your life, I'm going to fulfill it because I am that I am, says the Lord. And he'll fulfill that promise. He'll fulfill the promise. And so there are things that, as I close, I remember that Pastor Terry said to me, as, um, you know, just, just things that I've learned. I'm just telling you, I, I remember um, cleaning this. this I'm, right now, just the other day, I was walking in here. I remember cleaning this, this worship center. I can't tell you how many times I vacuumed this, this worship center. From, I'd start right there in that corner, and I would hit every aisle, and I would come right through, and I would end right over here. 
right over here. That's what, I mean, I, that'd be my routine every day. And then, then I'd go to Delta Airlines and work. And I remember Pastor Terry would walk through here, and he'd be like, hey, what are you doing? I'd be like, what do you, what do you think I'm doing? I'm vacuuming. You know, I'm just vacuuming. And he goes, no, what, what are you doing? He wasn't asking me because he didn't know what I was doing. Same thing when God asked Adam, where are you? He knew where Adam was. I want to tell you this morning that he knows exactly where you are and know exactly what you're going through. So when he asks you, hey, what are you doing? He's not asking you because he doesn't know. He's asking you because he's preparing you for the next thing that he has for you. I mean, like I'm vacuuming. He goes, you know, Chris, this is the most important job in the, in the church. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, you're in here first before anybody gets here. Why don't you pray over these chairs? You see people sitting here. You know that you're in here every morning. You're here every day. He goes, won't you go ahead and pray and pray the Pray over these families. And so I began to do that. I remember one time I did it, and before I knew it, I was over here. And I was like, there was something I forgot. So I started again and just vacuumed it again just because uh, then God, I didn't know, but God was putting in my heart a love for his people. Some of the things that you're doing right now you think is just routine, but God is preparing you for something. You think, well, I'm just doing that just because I'm trying to earn money or I'm just trying to do here because I've just got to do it. And he's like, mm-mm, every opportunity, every day you wake up, everything you do has to be in the thought process that I, God is preparing me for something. God is getting me ready for something. God is getting sojourn ready for something. I believe James Robinson when he said, and Olin Griffin when he said that there's a move of God coming in on the earth. I believe it. I, um, I don't just think that they're saying that to fill time uh, on a video. I believe that God is up to something. Do you hear me? God is up to something. And I want to know exactly what it is. I love it sometimes when I come here on Sunday morning and they were here first service. Uh, Pastor Terry's grandkids, they come here. They come and they run down here to the front because they love their grandparents. And the first thing that they do before they reach over and grab their and, and hug their grandparents' neck is they reach in his pockets. They reach in his pockets. They reach in his pockets. And you know what? Pastor Terry, knowing that they're going to be there, knowing that they're going to reach in his pockets, I went to him one day and I started reaching in his pockets. <laughs> Do you remember that? I said, here, come here. Let me see. What, let me frisk. Let's see what you got in your pockets. Reach in your pockets. He goes, I got nothing for you. But he knows that they're coming. He knows they're going to be there. So what does he do? He fills his pockets with goodness. It's all candy. It's all sugar because he knows that they're going to go back to their parents and they're going to have to deal with all that sugar rush and stuff. <laughs> but he fills up his pockets with, with goodness. And they, 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 they reach in and they grab the stuff out of his pockets. And then they reach and hug his neck. And he's got a smile on his face. And they do this on Sundays. I love it. I love it. And the Lord said to me one Sunday when, he, when, he, when they were doing it, he goes, I do, I've done that for you. I have filled, I have filled, I have filled my pockets with joy. I'm not hiding things from you. I'm hiding things for you. I am not trying to keep things from you. I am not trying to. I said, fear not, little flock. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He goes, I'm hiding stuff for you. Reminds me of times when Vanessa was hiding Easter eggs for the kids. And I'm like, honey, you didn't even hide. Kids tripping over eggs. Like tripping, just looks fell fall over an egg. Like I don't have any egg. Like one hit you in the head on the way down. And I'm like you're not even trying. Just hide them a little bit. Just fall tripping over eggs. You know what it was for? It wasn't for them trying to find the eggs. It was the joy on her face seeing them find the eggs. Here's what I want to say to you: There's joy that comes when the Father sees you walk in your purpose and your and 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 your intended purpose that He has for you. He, he just, he smiles. He goes, yeah, 
that was what I had for them. That dream that I put in their heart, they're doing that. That, that hope that I put in their heart, that relationship, that idea, that prophetic word, they're walking in that. And the Father says, I'm preparing them. And when the time comes, when the time comes, everybody say, when the time comes. He said that in the letter. Pastor Terry said that in the letter. When the time comes and it's time to push, push, pray until something happens. Push. Because you can't hold back the baby, right? Although I tried one time when Luke was born at the Dallas hospital. The doctor said, all right, Vanessa, we're getting ready to push. Are you ready to push? I said, hold on. I said, Emmett is on the 10-yard line, and he's getting ready to punch it in. Give us a second. Give us a second. He's getting ready to punch it in. He's getting ready to score. Aikman's about to hand it to him. I still haven't lived that down to this day. I still, to this day, haven't lived that down. She looked at me like, are you kidding me? We're about to have a baby. I'm like, we're about to score a championship, baby. We're going, if we're having a baby, we're going to have a championship, too. Well, let's have two. Anyway. It didn't work out so good. Anyway, the truth of the matter is, every time she sees Luke, she's thinking about that. I don't have, I don't, I only have one uh, Dak Prescott jersey right now. They haven't given any more. But the truth of the matter is, when the baby comes, when the baby comes, you can't stop the promises of God for coming. You can't keep it. The world can't keep it. Your situation can't keep it from coming. Your problems can't keep it from coming. Your situation, the thing that you thought, even that when the when the baby, when it's time for the baby to come, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Here's what I pray, and I'm not trying to be gross, but I pray that the water of the Holy Spirit break open over you, and that not only the water break, the water of the Spirit break open over you. That I pray that as you get ready to birth out the promises and purposes of God in your life, that it don't just affect you, but it affects all the other people that you come in contact with. God wants to do that in your life.